Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Hello, one, hello, all. Happy 2020. Um, Hindsight is something, something. <laughs> Obligatory. <laughs> Looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. <laughs> um, so we were off for a little bit. Uh, I was sick. My internet was sick. Uh, Lindsay's now sick. So um, yeah. we're, we're here. We're a little little bumpy road. You didn't miss much. Um, Star Wars just keeps keeps a rolling. Oh, wait. Hi, I'm CP. <laughs> Okay, Paso, I'm Fuego from uh, the uh, Horror Show channel and the Fuego team. What's up? Hi there. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to change my name actually okay. right now here. Um, uh, I'm Yestanil, which is definitely not Lindsay backwards. How's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> my two cents of nonsense is my YouTube channel. Look me up. We just did a brand new intro. That makes all the sense in the world that you change your name now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so to the weekend that was, this is the January 3rd through 5th uh, weekend, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, 34 million, uh, 450 mm. total, uh, Jum Jumanji mm. in second with 27 million, they're getting a lot closer, uh, third is Little, wi Little Women with 14 million, and in fourth came the new release, The Grudge, with 11 million. Ugh. Um, Fuego, I know you saw the grudge, and I did too, Lindsay. For some reason, yeah. Uh, I've got a grudge against this franchise, uh, so I abstained. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> yeah. Fuego, your thoughts yeah, on? Uh, yeah, go ahead. The grudge. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, it got an F Cinema score for a reason, <laughs> and uh, it's it's not even that the acting is that terrible it's got a decent ensemble cast of people in it i mean lynn shay's acting mm. is terrible once we finally get her in there but it's really yeah. for just a small amount of time um oh, i love lynn shay that's so yeah, awesome to hear. yeah yeah yeah, yeah the script was just dull and the the one thing that i've always disliked about these grudge movies is how incoherent they are with all of the time jumping that they do yeah and you don't really understand how everything kind of weaves together until really the last like 15 20 minutes of these films typically mm. like i uh re-watched the grudge 2 with cecil and also the grudge 3 which i didn't even know there was a third grudge but it was released uh direct to video and uh came Wait, out in I 2009 i think yeah i completely forgot that movie existed and i most people did <laughs> it is a direct sequel to the second one though it takes place at the chicago apartment complex where the family gets killed and i mean one did some time jumping around a little bit obviously wait, wait. but have you seen juan the japanese version? i have not seen any of the so, japanese so... versions and i know that they've been sequelized like crazy the only japanese one i've seen is sadako versus kayako mm. where it was the ring versus the right. that was a couple of years ago and that one was pretty entertaining versus films go with fred i was a little lost because they were bringing in characters from some of the other japanese movies and i didn't know who any of them yeah. were but so so know. emily says that the time jumping thing is is from juan the way they mm -hmm. kind of stacked the victims and kind of just put it all in the uh, second half of the movie I'll, I'll be generous and call it that uh she says that's something that mm -hmm. they did in, in the original japanese version so there's that. I mean, the lead actress is. I, I'd rather watch paint dry than than that actress. With mm. all due respect, but um, I really dug uh, John Cho and Betty Gilpin. That yeah. that little couple there, the the pregnant couple, 
I wish the whole movie was about them because that was a really interesting little little side story there that we just didn't get enough of and really dark. Yeah, our cop, uh, 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 Damien Bicar, is that his name? He was also in The Nun. And oh, I, right. I mean, he's a strong actor, mm -hmm. but he, this, this cop that he, this drunken cop man was just, there was nothing to it really, nothing at least different or interesting I haven't seen before. I mean, right. So that that brought really nothing to the proceedings, and then it, it almost felt like a soft like remake in some ways to me because a lot of the stories with like the the couple quarreling and then the stuff with Lynn Shane and her husband and stuff and the the senile aspects these were very similar little plot threads and dynamics that I'd seen in the original three American Grudge mm -hmm. movies, and at least with Grudge one and two. You know, Sarah Michelle Gellar in the first one, uh, she cameos for a little bit in the second one as a oh, direct really? sequel. Huh. Uh, those are at least directed by uh, Takashi, the guy who uh, created and wrote the original uh, Juans. So he came on, ironically, to also do the two American movies, at least the first two, not the directed video. Mm. So those at least, they, they had a stylistic aspect that I appreciated. And even if the scripts were a little jumbled and messy, I still felt like they had some some merits and stuff. Um thing that sucks about this is I've been singing Nicholas Pesci's praise with piercing uh, and then his first film, The Eyes of My Mother. I think he's a very talented filmmaker, but it was the script. It, it wasn't even the actors or the director in a lot of ways that was bad here. It was the script, which Pesci, unfortunately, wrote himself. So that's mm. where I'm just like, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Red Team Go. Red Team Go. So. Yeah. so some other movies that have gotten an F cinema score, I looked up <laughs> just, just for fun. Yeah. Just to put us into the, the ballpark of what we're dealing with here. Uh, F is for fun. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Alone in the Dark is quite fun. It's a bad movie, <laughs> but it, mm. it's... that's uh, We got that. You got The was... Box. You guys remember mm. The Box? Oh, what, with Cameron Diaz? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a great premise Cameron that Diaz. movie is. Yeah. It's, it's a great... Oh, I mean, it just book. doesn't... I've actually tried watching it twice. It just... I always get Dude, bored. Dude, it falls and off a off. cliff. Like, it's <laughs> it? so interesting and then ah oh it just yeah. it tries to be something so ridiculously big and it's just like no no, no the, the the box the button like that that's that's it just keep it there that's that's one that i never <laughs> oh, saw there were man. so many like dark water and right. uh the the skeleton key like so many of those <laughs> mid-2000s um you know with pretty female leads that we'd mm -hmm. seen in various other things. Just, I don't know, it didn't interest TWG. me. <laughs> are you times. done with, uh, with the, the Oh, scores? I mean, I was going to then ask you, who do you got, what do you think is worse, fear.com or the grudge? See, Cause they're... I, another thing that I don't, <sighs> I don't, I don't like the, the, the look of this 2020 grudge. It's the cinematography's terrible. I don't know what the hell they thought of with their color grading, but uh, brown and orange, you know, they have scenes where it's a bright sunny day without a cloud in the sky, and the 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 tinge of brown and orange is all over the screen, and it's just like what the contrast is just so so out of whack. It doesn't make sense for it to be so miserable looking. Like it's just it's just a really crappy looking movie. Like like. And, and all the similar, uh, like on the opposite end of the spectrum with the darkly, dimly lit yeah. scenes where it was really tough to make out much of anything that was going on. I was like, am I watching Alien versus right. Predator Requiem here? Like there's what in the hell? It's really dark. <laughs> like there's there's nothing. It's it's like Solo if uh, 
If, also, they shot through pantyhose. Okay, that's a brave choice. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, there's 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 something there. It's just it's just it's just a miss. It's it is a perfect January third movie. I'll I'll give it that. It, uh, we we used to joke about what what the calendar is, but this this is mm-hmm. this is trademark early January horror. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, I have use such the, higher hopes. I know. Sorry. I do like John Cho, especially because what was his last movie, Searching? Uh, that was great. Searching was tremendous. Yeah, what a, that was a visual great masterpiece. So creative. That was he directed was really by a guy good who worked for Google for many years. Hmm. Oh, really? That's funny. I, I guess mm-hmm. that's how they pulled it off because you do all yeah, the, yeah. the tricks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so how often in The Grudge do they use the... <clears throat> in this new one, times. how often do they abuse? Oh, really? Sparingly. Oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's apparently yeah and and even when i rewatched the the other american ones i was like it's not as prevalent as i remember it at least mm. i almost feel like the cat meows more with the weird little kid but yeah know. they they switched oh, the kid to a girl do? too because uh, i guess little little mm-hmm. girls are scary not little boys well little boys are <laughs> mischievous little girls are horrifying yeah i, I guess the shining I, 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 uh, I yeah. They had the same thought process for the new pet cemetery, I guess. So, uh, you know. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, so let's let's take two steps. I keep forgetting about the new pet cemetery. Sorry. Let's take two steps <laughs> backwards. Easy to forget. Really quick. Yeah. We we didn't join you guys to end 2019, but the calendar year is wrapped up. Uh, we'll we'll do a quick um, post mortem on 2019. Uh, I guess we'll start with the hits, uh, the, the 10 biggest hits of 2019. Um, <laughs> this is, this is domestic only. Uh, number 10 was it chapter two with two twelve. Uh, number nine was Joker with three thirty three. Number eight was Aladdin three fifty six. Number seven, Spider-Man far from home with three ninety. Number six, Star Wars rise of Skywalker three ninety one. That's the calendar year that's ending uh december 31st uh right. number five is captain marvel with 427 four is frozen two with 430 three is toy story four with 434 two is lion king with 544 and one is avengers endgame with 858 um so all disney yeah <laughs> look at all the yeah. disney i was thinking the same thing <laughs> um thoughts guys anything anything really surprising uh, or anything, anything missing? I guess. I mean, it's well, I, what's funny to me is Joker is number nine on that list with three thirty three, and it pulled in over yeah. a billion. So it it made it made two thirds of its money internationally. I had a feeling that if it was any good, it was going to make a ton of money both domestically and abroad. And as we've talked about on this show before, without the assistance of China, so that's a pretty mm. big thing. Um, yeah, if it had a solid performance, which it did, we all know that. Uh, he's been winning awards for his performance, Mr. Joaquin, including last night at the Globes, oh, right. which I would imagine we'll, sure. we'll talk about those at sure. some point tonight. But uh, uh, it, it Chapter 2 still doing decent, but not quite the numbers of the previous mm. one. That also sticks out. Um, yeah, and even Spider-Man having the Disney Association, it's really just those bottom two that, you know, are, are something different. And, <laughs> and uh, off the beaten path, so... <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Spider-Man's got its roots in Sony, so it's like two and a half, and then seven and a half Disney movies. But it's like yeah, a guilty that... by association sort of thing. 
This is why monopolies are bad. Capitalism. Do, 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 boop, boop. Um, thank you, thank you, Aaron. Uh, but, we'll get to yeah. that in a second. We'll just we're just going to talk about 2019 really quick. But but we'll get to that. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so, so Lindsay, did you say anything about the list? Any, anything that that you felt should have made money that didn't, or something that made too much money? I mean, I, th- I feel like Knives Out should have made oh. five hundred quadrillion dollars. Uh, it's still making like another nine million this past weekend. It's still making yeah. money. <laughs> and they're talking about doing a sequel, which just makes mm-hmm. me so happy. I'm like, I was literally tickled pink by that. Uh, literally, same, yeah. yeah Somebody tickled you pink, pink, huh? <laughs> James Bond himself doing the southern accent came out of the woodwork and tickled me I can't wait for that uh, just to, to watch oh, it it's gonna be yeah. so good I just want more of him with that accent it could be him just like doing his laundry yeah. and like solving the mystery Outtakes of where soap is yeah. I just went yeah exactly. I'm guessing it's gonna be the same kind of thing as uh, Kenneth Branagh has done with um, what Orient Express and now he's doing as the same character Jewel of the Nile oh. or, or whatever it is okay. uh, or something on the Nile yeah. so it's Death like on the Nile? Or, <clears throat> is it that movie with the rock that that weird boat no no there was murder oh. on the orient express right. and then they have this sequel something of the nile i know it's not jewel of the nile because now i'm thinking romance in the goddamn stuff. yeah but uh, yeah. yeah it's it's essentially that kenneth Branagh character you know with the big twisty mustache and everything it's that same detective in this sequel film just on a completely different murder case and uh, yeah, if they take that same approach, I mean, with as profitable as this was, how could Ryan Johnson not, not want to go back to? I, I don't even think this is going back to the well because that character was so well developed and fascinating, and he could easily be injected into a new situation as long as it's not just super rehashy family whatever sort of thing. If there's a different story to tell, that character could easily have more adventures. I'd sure. Say. This time he's going to solve the murder of a family member and a super liberal family. <laughs> well, there are different liberals in the family. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a nice blend. Yeah. It was a melting mm. pot, you could say. Um, so to the the misses of 2019, uh, I got an article from Box Office Pro that listed the, the six biggest misses of 2019. Um, these all have mm. budgets of at least $45 million. Number one... Uh, listed is cats. This is this is worldwide, mind you, with fifty-seven million. Uh, two is Dark Phoenix with two fifty-two. Three is The Goldfinch with ten million. Number four is Richard Jewell with twenty-one million. Number f- this is what they made at the box office, right? Right. right. This, this is what they made okay. worldwide. Uh, Gemini Man's gotcha. one seventy-three, and Charlie's Angels huh. is fifty-seven. Um, Lindsay, you have the stats on what are over a hundred million. I know for a fact, dark Phoenix is one of them. Yes. Uh, uh, dark, uh, of those ones that you listed, only Gemini man and dark Phoenix are the ones. Over 100. Uh, Cats was close. 95. Oh, but, wow. So with advertising, it's definitely over probably about 130, 150. but just, just the budget of like making the movie itself and not any of the extra stuff. It was just nice. See, I read something that said that cat yeah. was going to lose about a hundred million dollars. And I was like, how, how? <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's his box office at right now? Uh, worldwide, <laughs> it's fifty-seven. Uh, well, it's on track to lose eighty, uh, just off the estimate of what. I, what I mean, they pushed that movie pretty hard. I saw a lot of advertising, and, and that, so it could have been. And they had to re. Yeah. They had to re-release it because they had yes. those those messed mm-hmm. up prints. So they had to remake yes. a bunch of them. That wasn't cheap, <laughs> so that probably added at least. Uh-huh. Um, a couple million, not too much, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's not. I'd say it's actually a pretty safe assumption to assume cats altogether cost pushing 160. Well, then, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's fair. Um, and Charlie's Angels, do, what's the budget on that? I, I couldn't get a hard okay. number, but I got 48 to 55, so just split the difference okay. 51. All right, so it, it didn't really lose a lot of money if it did. Um, right. And Goldfinch, what, 45 million, I'm assuming? Exactly. Okay. So, and uh, same thing with uh, Richard Jewell, forty-five. Right. So you're you lost a little yeah. more than half your yeah, money. They, yeah, they lost some you money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any anything surprising? I mean, Dark Phoenix coming in with two fifty-two. If they could break even with that movie, I guess that's I'd call that a win. Yeah, because that obviously has the biggest budget. I would imagine of right. any of these films on this five five uh, five flick list. So, oh, in the two fifty, does that include the reshoots? Because didn't they reshoot like the third oh, act no. of that did movie? They? Completely did. Yes, yeah. they did because it was supposed to have some like big like inner space battle, and then they're like, no, let's just do another train fight. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. Space battle it's, train. Yeah, let's just do Snowpiercer yeah. instead. <laughs> Well, I mean, for the record, mutants in the Snowpiercer. It was kind of Snowpiercer. <laughs> I know. I, I went full bore. The world is yeah. frozen, and like they can't damage the train, but they still got. Okay, <laughs> wait, let's not get too. <laughs> well, I mean, there were train battles in uh, what uh, Days of Future Past, if I remember. I mean, there's it's been done in this franchise before, mm, so that's yeah. where. I'm I'm kind of surprised Dark Fate isn't on this list. I was looking at the numbers for that right now because that had a 185 budget. It did get up to 260. You know, worldwide. So obviously, with with marketing involved, you would imagine they've still lost maybe around a hundred. But you know, with those numbers of what the actual marketing is specifically, it's always about double, right? Mm. But maybe a little bit less in this case. Maybe they only spent around a hundred, hundred twenty on marketing for this movie. Maybe. But <laughs> yeah, that's one I'm surprised didn't crack the list because yeah, massive disappointment in that in that regard. It only did sixty two. Uh, domestic as of as of now that's you know factoring in a few additional days i would imagine but 62 domestic to 185 it, it fell way below even genesis so yeah. is there a is there a mm. a disappointment for 2019 for you guys is there something that you know i'm not talking about it was the year of tv for honestly like uh, there was there were some good movies but it was the year of like episodic tv for me oh, okay. uh, much more than movies yeah well i kind of cut you off no um say, so but. like i it's not like i expected it to be a hit but um mm-hmm. you know the fact that they remade pet cemetery and, and it's just so so not good like that really kind of it's a bummer like that's something I really was kind of excited for for I don't know what reason. Like that was a disappointment for me. So from like a box office. No, stand, no, just just just, just something in 2019 that you were stand. you were fired up about. And... In general, yeah, because that was when I was massively disappointed with being the Stephen King guy mm. at all. Uh, I, I ironically wasn't disappointed with chapter two. There was a couple scenes in particular where the tone wasn't quite right for me, but you know, I was just happy that they actually, you know, did flashbacks back and forth like you have in the original miniseries and specifically in in the book. It, it looks like at the end of the day, Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery still probably made money, $21 million budget, uh, 112 worldwide, 54 oh, domestic, almost 55. So it's still, I mean, it wasn't a smash success, but they made their money back, obviously. Uh, I was disappointed with the quality of the film like CP, though, because it's one of my top three Stephen King stories ever, mm. ever. Um, yeah, that, that, that original I mean, movie is fantastic. Uh, I think it's aged very mm-hmm. well, ironically. Yeah, especially yeah, now. I mean, it has. Uh, 
You got the judge from freaking uh, the, my cousin Vinny just tearing it Fred up. Fred Gwynn, movie. yeah. It's, it, yeah, yeah, no, judge, judge for my cousin Vinny. He doesn't get a name. Herman <laughs> Munster. Her, Herman Munster is I always think of him, yeah. Lindsay? I mean, if we're going to talk quality, I was disappointed with Rise of Skywalker, but we've talked about that enough already. Well, so. we, we got we got oh. news for that, so uh, yeah. hold that thought. Lindsay, any... any uh... Yeah. So, like, my most disappointing movies of the yeah, year? Yeah, just, just something... Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't have to be financially, just something... You, you you were kind of looking forward to in 19 and, and walked out of it like, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I guess Alita, like, as because it is fun. In a second viewing I did, you know, it's really not that bad, but it's just very underwhelming. Oh, I'm the for... exact opposite. I expected nothing yeah, well, and really enjoyed myself. That's interesting. You know, I the as good old Fuego is always saying, you know, power of expectation. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it just like just the fact that it just assumed it was going to get a sequel, and I'm just sitting here mm. going, like, you're not giving me enough to want the sequel. And uh, I mean, what's her name in the lead was great. She really was. I uh, who was also from uh, the Maze Runner movies and uh, uh, had a very very bit part in Bird Box, but she was actually almost forgettable. She was in that movie, <laughs> uh, but. I, I don't know. I just I just couldn't get into that one. Uh, otherwise, cinematically, so many things just played out how I expected them to. Like, I figured Endgame wouldn't be quite as epic as Infinity War, but it would be super satisfying, and pretty much was. Uh, I, I was I was nervous about it. Chapter two, uh, and it was whatever. Uh, yeah, like. Yeah, again, like a lot of the big things this year, it was it all just comes back to TV. Like I never expected I would want more Watchmen, and Watchmen was amazing. Uh, ga- the the co- conclusion for Game of Thrones is probably the biggest disappointment of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a very forgettable year cinematically. I feel outside of like the really niche movies, like you got Jojo Rabbit, which is just like 2019 mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Like it, it's the movie of the year, but. I feel like there's just such a huge fall off for me for like the next couple of movies. I really, I, I don't know. And looking it's, at my list, I, I, I saw a lot of, I mean, this is just me. I saw a lot of really, really, really bad movies, like uh, yeah. unplanned um, uh, air. Did you actually finally yeah, see it? Yeah, unplanned airplane mode, uh, Loquitia, Black Christmas. These are all movies that would be the dead bottom any other year but i have to like i had to figure out what's the worst of of this mess 2019 for like shitty movies was like for me at least was really really shitty (laughs) jexy yeah i think mcconaughey jexy i was gonna chime in and say i think mcconaughey made beach bum worst movies i saw this year Beach, yeah. Beach Bum made me angry. I hated it so much. <laughs> and then Serenity had the worst twist in anything. So bonkers, bat shizzle, crazy. <laughs> Not to be confused with the amazing Serenity. That's the sequel to Firefly. But Woo! yeah, McConaughey's two films were just ugh. And then just a, a Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I was so pumped. And that just, it felt uninspired. It felt like K. Smith just getting blazed and rehashing so many of his jokes aside from the Chasing Amy little sequel scene that we got, which actually I found heartwarming and really touching. And then uh, I thought Glass was going to kick ass, and hmm. Glass Ooh. was as as disappointing as maybe anything I saw this year because I was pumped. I to talk about burden of expectation with the fact that Split January. came out of nowhere and was so great. January release. None- Breakable is tremendous. Mm. 
It was, yeah. So not all January releases are are crap. I actually am. I'm kind of stoked for Underwater, <laughs> which I, I'm this week on Wednesday for press with Cecil. Uh, Gretel and Hansel from Oz Perkins, the guy who directed The Black Coat's Daughter, uh, Son of Anthony Perkins from Psycho. And uh, lastly, I'm actually, what we also have, um, oh goodness, there's one more at the end of the month that is eluding me. The Turning? It's it's a new Guy Ritchie, The Turning. I mean, there's actually some films that I'm at uh, the, where the heck is it? It's not, uh, where is the title for it? The Gentleman. Yeah, that's the new Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, that, that's uh, quirky, McConaughey, that movie. Ironically yeah, that's enough. quirky looking as yeah. well. Um, which, yeah. which, while we're here, good. while we're here, um, go back to the super chat from Aaron. Thank you. Hey, guys, just curious to hear y'all's opinions on why January has a large majority of bad movies and why it's a quote-unquote dump month. Keep up the good content. Thank you, Aaron. Um, traditionally, you, January has been a dump month, but not recently. The last two or three years, um, it's it's been the spot for like horror darlings and like indie darlings, like Deadpool. That was they weren't sure about. They released that in February, and once that happened, the studios figured, hey, we could we could we could go into January and, and steal some stuff. Well, yeah, because if you have a good movie you put out in January or February, there's really no all, – all the Oscar awards contenders have been released already, except we do have 1917, but that went limited last mm. month, so it's a little bit different of a story there, I guess. But, uh, I, I mean, if you have something decent you put out, it can crush in those months because there's really – it's before the summer blockbuster season, and it's after most of the awards darlings have come out. So it is really pretty pretty open country to just put something out that – could see some sustained success. So, mm-hmm. Lindsay, what are you uh, cooking? Sorry, I just, uh, I just realized there's a movie coming out called uh, "The Murder of Nicole Simpson," as in OJ's uh, wife. Yeah, mm. and I'm looking at the cast for this movie. It includes the meth head from Orange Is the New Black and Nick Stahl, who, if I remember correctly, wasn't he John Connor? What? Nick Stahl, yeah, and uh, yeah, he was John Connor in Terminator Three, which I actually I'm I'm a Terminator Three apologist. Yeah. I like it. I'm sorry. Me too. <laughs> I also like that movie. This this is just a crazy cast for such a weird movie. Okay. Claire Danes, yeah, yeah, and the ending is great. Oh, Terminator uh, Three, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Rise yeah, of the yeah, Machines. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator Three: Rise of the OJ Simpson. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us there. I just got cold. I just fell down a Google hole for a minute there. Oof. Uh, Lindsay, January. What? 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 Yeah. Do you, why do you think? Uh, well, so I'm going to apply the same logic that gets applied to the the restaurant industry, and in that uh, which I'm intimately uh, connected to. Uh, Move to your left. Just after the holidays. Uh, like, you know, just people, they've spent a lot of money, they've they've gone out, they've done a lot of stuff, they just kind of want to relax a little bit. Uh, it, like, for the first, like, like this last week has been, you know, the first week of January, and it's been really busy because, you know, you're still on holidays, but then everyone goes back to school or they go back to work or whatever, and it just people just don't go out as much. They're not just, it, it's not as much of a money-spending time, uh, is my theory. But at the same time, like, uh, the, the, what was the... Taken was a January movie. Uh, uh, wasn't Get Out a January yeah, uh, movie? Might, or it might that... have been February. It's Get, Get Out was was wintry. That that's for, right. if it if it wasn't January, it was February. It, it's it was early, early in the year. Okay. 
But so you, you get those, and, and I, I, I really, really like what was it, Insidious: The Last Key? That was a yeah. January movie. So, you know, so they they sneak through because I think they put them there because they don't have like a lot of faith in them. I, it, it, uh, it appears to be like the the we have no idea what the hell this is going to be, especially in horror. Right. Horror, yeah. like January first through Valentine's Day, appears to be their little uh, fuck it. We'll just put it somewhere there. Six weeks of well, I don't know. You put it there. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense you know you you need to put there needs to be some time of the year where you just throw things where you don't know how they're going to go yeah uh, well so, that's why they call it the dumping yeah. ground in a lot yeah. of ways right they're just like yeah right. let's see if it sinks or swims you know whatever <laughs> and as bad as serenity was that was one of the most fun times i had in the theater last year and it was horrible and that was such a fun theater experience because i didn't know what the hell was happening or what was it, it was it was just true you know so it's not always really bad it's just Oh, what am I talking about? Serenity's horrible. Am I actually trying to defend Serenity right now? I, I need to. <laughs> I'm gonna hop twist, off YouTube now. That that I, I'd never seen a twist in a movie like that before. I was like, "You're kidding me, right?" <laughs> it was just nuts. Anyway, that's one we should do a live stream I, on. But, I, I uh... think I think comedy like you, you, what things you won't see in January are like big action movies. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you seem to get comedies and horror in in january and and stuff that people are insecure about yeah and both comedy and horror typically lower budget mm-hmm. so if you do have people who go out to see it you can probably turn your money around pretty right. quickly so i mean profitability. Uh, a couple of exceptions to that like taken and then 13 hours was actually also a january well, that, movie, that was actually remembers that was that was michael bay trying to win mm. everybody back so that was that was them with insecurity uh it it, it it was well received yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of hidden gems in January and it's 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 the insecurity factor. There's there's a whole bunch of you know, we don't know what to do with this, put it put it early. And and I, like I said, Deadpool really like February used to be like an extension of that, but ever since Deadpool made a ton of money, people are like, "Okay, we could we could use February. Black Panther I think was February." Um, oh, uh, Cloverfield was uh, January, actually. That's interesting. The original? First one or? The original one, yeah. Hmm. Uh, or at least I'm looking at a list of January movies, just as of supposedly good January movies. I haven't heard of most of these. <laughs> uh, uh, Final Destination 2, sure, why not? Uh, oh, I, Padding- love, oh. I love that movie. <laughs> pa- Paddington, Before Sunrise. Okay, here we go. Uh before sunrise delightful little ending waiting for trilogy. guffman i mean come on tremors come on <laughs> uh actually i think that's about oh, it. i adore okay. tremors the gray another liam neeson oh movie. yeah right. january is liam neeson, neeson month yeah minute. yeah that's right liam neeson right. in a tube non-stop uh yes, it's spot. <laughs> commuter <laughs> I liked nonstop. It wasn't good, but I liked yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's it's what yeah. What Cold Pursuit last year, right? Just Liam Neeson month is happy. Happy January, everybody. Oh, from from Dust Till Dawn, January, really? my favorite vampire movie of all time. Well, that was that was another one then. <laughs> Half baked that went on to be uh, a comedy classic, yeah. despite bombing in theaters yeah. at Insecurity the time. Insecurity galore. Right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so there's yeah there's there's it's 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 just a land of insecurity uh half the mm. country usually gets snowed out 
at least one weekend. So th like that has something to do with it. They're, they're, they're not getting max dollars on their investment. So, uh, so if it's all snowed yeah, in, you can't even get to yeah, the damn it's, theater. It's dangerous. Right? I mean, it's, I'm glad it's a, glad it's something I don't have to yeah. deal with. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like, that's part of it. Like they're, they're trying to make money and, and they're sure as hell not going to put anything that they put more than $10 million in January or February because, well, maybe, maybe more so January, but, uh, yeah, the weather plays into it. There's, there's a bunch of factors, but you know, it's, they're shying away from it more and more, but this year is, is a traditional January. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing screams hit this month. And if something does happen, I mean, I'll be shocked. We got the grudge right there, oh. guys. What are you talking about? It's gonna, oh. it's gonna make all the records. <laughs> <laughs> Not break them. It's gonna make them. <laughs> uh, Trailblazers, yo. So, uh, go ahead, Lindsay. No, I was just gonna say because I keep talking about TV. <laughs> I just did. I mean, January releases. Uh, I I've been watching the second season of uh, Lost in Space. I forgot how much I like that show. I it's so different than the classic. Like, let's go to a planet and see something goofy, and go to another planet and see some, something goofy. It's a weirdly tense family drama with really good production values because they use the materials that they have to their extent, uh, to the fullest extent, and it's all very practical. There's so little CGI. They actually kind of built a lot of this ship that they're hanging out on and it it just kind of works i i don't know it, 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 there are times where i kind of tune out it gets a little boring but they got some really good set pieces in there and the cast is really good so if you're not checking it out check out lost in space on netflix. oh there's a recommendation speaking of netflix I, th I think we've all finally picked up on marriage story right Lindsay, oh yeah, did you finish yeah it? i finished it yeah i well, did i <laughs> It's too slow for its own good. Like uh, 45 minutes in is when I finally started caring. That's when uh, they, they, they serve the papers. Mm. But it's like he's having a day during this. And then it's like, oh, she's not going to do it. Cause, like, but then she, it happens mm. anyway. Like, it just felt like such a real genuine thing. Uh, I suddenly started really liking the movie. And then I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of went in and out. I, I thought the acting really is oh. quite good uh, i just thought the pacing was off huh. and like the scene order was weird i i, I don't I, it's kind of a mess i think but it's yeah. an interesting experience get married and then get divorced and let me know how you feel about that <laughs> i will get right <laughs> on a, that <laughs> it's a modern day kramer versus kramer it, it i mean it it is to kramer versus kramer what joker is to the king of comedy like it there it's a Jay kramer versus kramer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i ended up watching it twice guys and uh first time i thought it was going to be in my tops of the year in my top 10 it's still in my my top 20 because i did a lengthier list for my video for infuego team and i'm putting up tonight but it slid when i watched it the second time and i am still very amused at, like honestly the most amusing conflict for me in the film is ray Liotta and laura dern going at it those two yeah. are just bloodthirsty and uh, laura dern just won a golden globe last night for her performance i think it was like the only thing marriage story won last night and the irishman didn't win anything speaking of another oh, yeah. netflix movie they got, they got shut out last it, night completely shut out last night yeah so I forgot. I mean, that. I spent the whole movie going, "Who are you, lady?" And then I looked up, it's like, "Oh, Lord Dern. Lord Thank Dern. you for being in movies yeah. again." Pew pew pew. So uh, I'm gonna circle back around really quick. Uh, Gary says Grudge got an F on Cinema Score. Only 20 Fs mm -hmm. in history. Is that yeah, a yeah. fact? In, uh, in I history. So. 
Well, I remember when Mama, no, not Mama, um, Ma? um, uh, Mother oh. got an F. It was kind of a big deal. And I'm like, I like Mother. Screw you. But oh, yeah, Jennifer I Lawrence? I remember seeing a lot of stuff about, uh, yeah, about how few movies actually get that F score. Really? Yeah. That is bonkers. Yeah. I think that movie is brilliant. But then again, that's a movie that you either love it or you hate yeah, it. Like Lighthouse. So. That is the definition of defi- divisive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's brilliant, but that's just mm. me. So. I'm right there with you, buddy. Talk about a movie that just makes you feel uncomfortable like the entire time. It's kind of how I felt watching Uncut Gems. I was like, I felt anxious watching Interesting. Yeah, I I need to check out Uncut Gems still. I, I'm jealous of you guys. See, uh, I'm I'm on the flip with Uncut Gems. I I I heard so much hype about it, and when I finally got to see it, um, what I watched didn't match the hype, and I felt like, I felt like Adam Sandler was was a bit of a caricature, of himself at least in the first act. Um, interesting. But, I my problem is. If I take Adam, if I mentally take Adam Sandler out of there and I put, uh, I, I don't know, Sam Rockwell in, I think the movie would be better. So I, I think mm. it, he's a bit detrimental to the, the film. So with that thought process, uh, I feel like it's a bit of a letdown. I enjoyed it. I just feel like mm-hmm. in... Oh, I didn't love right. it or anything, but I thought that it, it was a well-made movie. I mean, you know, at least from a stylistic standpoint. And I bought into him, dude, as this slimy wheeler and dealer. You know, I mean, he's got the lady on the side, pays for her apartment. And just, I mean, the ending is definitely, uh, it, it took me off guard and it, it was unexpected. And I, I liked it. It's not, I don't think his performance is Oscar worthy, though, even if it is one of the better, if not best dramatic performances of his career most people would argue rain over me still is his best but um, yeah, people sleep uh, on excuse me hotel transylvania men women and children <laughs> nobody's seen that movie and he's actually pretty decent in it uh a couple of years know. ago uh who directed it? it's the guy who did um shit the plane movie with george clooney up in the air yeah what the fuck's the director's name oops that's two good question because i like that movie yeah oh man yeah. is it the guy who did ghostbusters that's a really good movie no. no. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I, it, it is was Jason yeah. Reitman. It's Jason Reitman. You're totally right. Thank you for smoking, Jason Reitman. Juno, Jason Reitman. Uh, what else? Men, Tully. women, and children. Reitman. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it. Damn, that's. I, I think that's maybe one of his only movies I have not seen. That's. It's a, it's, I need to get it's on that. It's quite okay, if I do say so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for smoking. That's a You're personal welcome. favorite of mine. I, I quite uh, <laughs> uh, that movie's great. Just the meeting of the alcohol, tobacco, firearms people yeah. all just <laughs> plotting and being seedy little slime balls. It's uh, it's great. It's just what's his name just knocks that out of the park. Uh, uh, Eckhart, mm. he's so yeah, good. At Aaron that Eckhart, yeah. yeah, he's great. And the fact that the plane is called Tobacco One, <laughs> yeah. hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, so sidestep to news. Do, do you want to start with the Globes? Or you want to get into the the news stuff? I mean, we've. We, I mean, we kind of skated around the globes. A little any, bit. Anything I, that that I really mean, shocked you about the wins? I guess nineteen seventeen is the one that a lot of people are surprised about for both best picture and Sam Mendes beating out uh, Bong Joon and mm. uh, Tarantino and Todd Phillips and all these big names and stuff. That's the one that I actually forgot is going wide this weekend. I know. That is most definitely what is unseating Star Wars this weekend. I think 1917, with the critical buzz it's starting to get, finally going wide. Um, a, a war movie that is being 
just to, I don't know. I, I think the buzz is going to push that one to, to first place this upcoming weekend. And that may be the only like buzz worthy. But once again, it, it was limited already in various cities a couple weeks ago. So, um, yeah, but that was the biggest surprise. And then Tarantino won a bunch of stuff for Once Upon a Time. Um, boy, what else on here? I was really shocked that Missing Link, the Leica movie, won for Best Animated. Because that was one that, as far as Leica stuff goes, I adore Coraline. Uh, Kubo is just, that one got me in the feels so hardcore. I, I like just about everything I've seen them do, and this might have been my least favorite from Leica. Uh, it felt just a little too forced with the message they were trying to get across. And the animation was cool because for the first time, they really went to all kinds of varied locations and the adventures of this, you know, traveler, adventure hunter, explorer guy. But it just, I don't know. It, it fell flat for me, but that beat out Toy it Story out and Frozen, Frozen 2. Frozen 2, Lion King. Yeah. yeah. Suck mm -hmm. it, Disney. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and maybe that was the foreign press just trying to send a message, you know. They're like, we have no place for your corporatism here in our in our show, sir. So, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mouse. Um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix won for Best Actor. Um, Deserved, honestly. Like, uh, you say what you will about the movie. He's good. I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. I I, yeah. I I literally just rewatched Joker last night, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's a little worse in my opinion. Uh, I like <laughs> it, but I don't love it. His performance is really the only noteworthy thing in that mm -hmm. film for me. I think the script is very thin and way too rehashy with its themes of Scorsese oh, stuff. Yeah, it's, and it's so, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy in a blender. King of Comedy push together yeah and it's one thing to pay homage but it's another thing to just pretty much directly rip off mm -hmm. and that's where i have mixed feelings uh parasite winning best foreign language that was the one that, yeah that's given. your oscar winner too no. by the way that i don't think that's going to be close. yeah oh for for, for foreign yeah. language nothing is going to contend with it people are thinking that oh it could contend in the actual best picture I'd category love to see that. no i don't I'd love to, so. just to see it nominated It'd be interesting if it did well yeah roma got Maybe. nominated that year Ooh. right so it, it's it did it's not yeah. Of, yeah and they ended up giving it the consolation yeah. just like what i think is going to happen with with parasite so it'll get a nomination but it's gonna i'm actually really looking forward to oscar predictions with you guys that's going to be a ton of fun i think if we end up doing something like that <laughs> so I, uh, I don't think it would win but god if parasite got nominated for best picture i would just jump for joy that like yeah. it just to have the nod would be so cool for a movie like that yeah really because really, mm. because you know the uh, oscars get these movies attention and and yeah, joe six pack yeah. ends up like whoa what's the deal mm -hmm. with this and uh yeah just to get a couple of I extra mean, eyes on it i'd be interested to see the 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 youtube review from joe six pack what he thought <laughs> what's up youtube it's your boy joe six like, there, there has to be a youtube channel out there called joe six pack right <laughs> if there's not we're all failures for not trademark that the entirety of youtube <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, in, in going with what we were just saying about Joaquin's performance really being the major thing of note in uh, in Joker, I just watched Judy the other day, oh. and that's another thing where I, honestly, I think she's 100% a lock. Her performance is amazing, dare I say. Who won? Who won? Like, it's it's right. incredible. And, 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 and Judy won, uh, excuse me, uh, Renee won for Best Actress uh, last mm -hmm. night in, uh, in a drama, and... I think the movie is really, really good, but the script is a little hammy at times. It, it's just sad when you think more so about the story of Judy Garland and the fact that she died before she was 50, the alcoholism, the multiple marriages, the mistreatment as a child star. And they get across a lot of that in this film, but 
there's other bits where it's kind of hokey and whatnot, but when she's like a train wreck on stage a couple times in this movie and too faded to perform, it's tough to watch, and yet you get such a sense of genuine love for her fans, her children. Mm-hmm. I, It's a terrific performance. It's my favorite female performance of the year, and I'm 100% hoping that she wins. And if she doesn't win, Scar Jo needs to win for JoJo if she gets oh, a nomination. Man. So, yeah. I... I still can't get over her performance in that movie. I've never seen her just like that. Just like I'm gonna have fun. It was like oh, Scarlett Johansson. I, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, she's just ah. Oh, I, I just, just love that movie so much too. <laughs> I thought it was so much better of a performance than Marriage Story. Sorry, Marriage Story apologist, but I I just enjoyed that. I don't know. Sub- subject matter, obviously, film is subjective, as I sure. always say. All, yeah. all art ground. is subjective. I hate when people say, uh, comedy <laughs> is subjective. No, all art is subjective, you dick nose. All of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Video games aren't subjective. It's either, it's either a good game because there's no ladies in it, or there's ladies in it and it's a bad game. Okay? Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, eat, even food, like Lindsay would know from industry, <laughs> you know, that I've died of them too. It's a, it's a subjective thing, man. And it is a form of art when done well, food in, in particular. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can have a dish that you think is amazing and then you serve it to a guest or something. And it's just not akin to their flavor palette and the certain things that they enjoy, and, whether it's spicy, savory, sweet, whatever the hell it, it leans and towards. People, I mean, don't don't jive with people. people don't fight over food. It's not, oh, what's your favorite well, that, ice cream flavor and then you duke it well, out. Screaming British guy. I've seen him ready to like punch people on that show, you know, <laughs> getting so pissed off over food. But, uh, nonetheless. I love, by the way, Frigo, that you brought that up this week because this week in particular was nothing but, uh, why are my fries so cold? And then I pick the back and I go to the back and I, these are so hot. How is this cold? <laughs> what definition of cold are you using? <laughs> Sorry, just needed to vent that. Yeah. Thank, thank no, you so no. You know, uh, just a question for, for both of you guys, because obviously the Globes is one of the only times where they do this separating the musical or comedy oh. from the drama. Do, do you guys think that's a good idea? Yes. Is it just cool that it gives other actors and different types of films, you know, more recognition than we would get if there was just a single category for actor, actress, supporting and such? I I, I think it's a good step. I think they need another step because it's like weird to me that like The Martian was up for best comedy or musical because I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it had funny moments. I, I want it, I want that I, for I want an Oscar category that that is that. Yeah. And that's, you know, all that talk a couple of years ago where, where they wanted a category where films like Black Panther can get nominated. How about how about musical and comedy in in the Oscars? And you know what? If if it's a, a mainstream movie, there's there's t- there tends to be jokes in these in these big action movies. So throw it in there. Look at Parasite. Right. That movie's hilarious and it's super. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and and I even contend Dolomite is, oh. and yet Dolomite's not going to get a Best Picture yeah. nomination no. because of some of the subject matter and because it's considered a comedy, even if it does have some, like, legit dramatic beats in a couple moments of that film with the adversity of trying to make something you believe in and all this other stuff. It's so a stack I category. like the, the separance of categories. Yeah, yeah really. Especially is. this year. Yeah. With Jojo Rabbit was musical comedy too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cats. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even uh, you know, as I look, uh, Taron Edgerton winning for Rocket Man, you know, that was oh, yeah. musical comedy, and yet Judy was not considered a musical or comedy. That went in the drama category. Huh. So I, I guess it depends on how much 
comedic and how many musical numbers you have. I don't, uh, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. There's I haven't that. seen there's, Rocket there's Man. There's a lot of stuff I enjoyed. This but I, it was okay I, I, to me. I would have taken the field. Give me any of those other mm -hmm. actors in that category, and I, I, I thought they did well. But apparently, Taron Egerton, Edgerton did. Yeah. Did. Yeah, for, for Edgerton to edge out Eddie Murphy <laughs> and the and the kid from JoJo, Roman Griffin Davis. That kid's ten. Oh, he's so good. So he no, he no, never no. acted before. Ever? Huh? Well, Ever? Not the movie. Yeah, he, he might have done like any acting. Something, but uh... yeah. Uh, okay, his his first movie. That's that's probably more along the lines of correctness. <laughs> but even at ten years old, my God. Testament to great directors and casting agents, or, or you know, just just casting for a film when they can just find the right actors, and then in turn the director can get such a great performance out out of these youngsters. It just always impresses me so much. And his scenes with the other kid with the glasses were just so painfully oh, adorable. That kid stole the show. That kid with the glasses. Oh, oh he really the, did. The, the I guess it's a bad time to be a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> You know when he wrote that line, Taika just like gave himself a little high five. <laughs> like, Dude, that movie's like, if if you can, he was probably just tickled pink. Is yeah, that... <laughs> if you can get yourself through that movie and and wrap your head around what's going on. I mean, you have a, an effeminate Adolf Hitler. I it's it's so it, it hits all the buttons. Like it's it's really funny, but then it it really really hit, pulls on your heartstrings. Because some serious shit goes down. They remind you every now and again, oh, yeah, by the way, this takes place during World War II when some shit happened. And it, like... And that's what elevates that movie absolutely. so much. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, wait, so Knives Out was, was in that category too, right? Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, year, Knives man. Out was in that acting category for Daniel Craig. Mm. I mean, yeah. So a lot of competition, mm. I must admit. So I'm just curious about, you know, how the Oscars are going to pan out because this this is a, a minor in indication. I mean, there's also like what the the uh, the SAG Awards and, you know, all of those stuff where everybody starts patting themselves on the back sort of situation. And those are often indicative of how the Oscars go, too. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm quite curious. I think I'm going to I think I, I've got. I think 1917 is going to, I haven't seen it yet, but it looks really good. I think it's going to clean up this year at the Oscars. It's going to be the one really? that's, I don't know. I've just got a feeling like I'm looking at those trailers and I was listening to a thing earlier today. Some people talking about how, you know, like Deacons is going to be up for everything. And, you know, so mm -hmm. much of cinematography is lighting. And how do you light a movie like that when it's just out in the middle of an open field and it's in the dates. I'm just like, yeah, it's a really interesting <laughs> And you're still trying to do the whole like illusion of a one shot throughout the entire movie, man. That's just the entire I can't movie. wait. Is that the get gimmick yeah, of the movie? Yeah. That's that's the gimmick of the movie. Is it's oh. it's it's supposed to look like one shot from start to finish, and that's where I'm just like, what a man. Yeah, what they're gonna Birdman. I cannot wait to a see a war this movie. Way. That's crazy. Birdman, it yeah, it's nuts, Whoa. right? And yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that sort of uh, just ambitiousness is what pushed that ahead of stuff like The Irishman. And while I enjoyed The Irishman quite a bit, I it was a little long in the tooth at times. And I, I honestly don't always love war movies either, along with mobster mafia films. But mm -hmm. this one just based on, I don't know, the story being told and, and the direction and the team assembled and whatnot, I, I, I can't wait to see it, especially on the big screen. I am totally seeing it this week, and I, I'm going to see it on the biggest screen possible. This is what... You know, 
just going out to a cinema is all about is seeing something big and grandiose like this. So yeah, I'm with you. I did not know about the gimmick. Did I? <laughs> Like I Birdman, you know, it's got its issues. I, I still overall really like it, but it's just captivating because the way that they shot it. Uh, a war movie, damn, that sounds okay, ambitious that's to say the least, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. difficult as hell. Well, <laughs> can be looking out for those, uh, those, you know, those whip whip turns mm. to, when they're like, hiding the cuts or whatever. But uh, exactly, <laughs> or tilt, tilt up, tilt down. I can't stand yeah, movie YouTubers that say pan up, pan down. <laughs> That's not what the camera does. Sorry. That's <clears throat> <laughs> well, what pan tilt zoom was for, right? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know your camera movements if you're going to talk about cinematography. But uh, yeah. Know your camera and shut your yeah, mouth. I digest. Uh, so news. So we'll circle back to the to the big winner of the weekend, which was Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, you know this this internet culture. McClunky. Uh, <laughs> does that have words on it? Nothing but Star Wars. No, he's just adorable, and he's looking for a frog to eat. Like frog. <laughs> um, so the so the new the new thing on Twitter and internet culture is to hashtag release the so and so cut, and a. Hashtag release the Lindsay cut of every movie. Lindsay Pankers needs to dead it. So <laughs> this is something that we haven't spoken about since they, they took out ad space, but release the Snyder cut advertised on a couple of sporting events uh, last weekend or the weekend Wait, before. Right? Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag release the Snyder cut advertised on sporting events last weekend. So what wow. is now? Zack Snyder is actively trying to get Warner to, to play ball or whoever, whoever is behind the hashtag release the Snyder cut thing. They're, they're, they're putting money into it. They, they bought airspace on, on a couple of sporting events to spread the, well, they had hundreds of thousands of dollars of donations, right? Just to the, right. the cause alone. Right. Yeah. So they have an advertising budget. Yeah, now. <laughs> and they had they had people crazy. like Ben Affleck tweeting it and and Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, if that doesn't tell you that there's actually a cut that we're not seeing, I, I don't know what will. Uh, Lindsay, did you get the info on it? You look a little. Uh, uh, no, I, I just Googled it just to, yeah, damn, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I, I have also heard things online, little rumors and stuff <laughs> like that, that supposedly Zack Snyder self-financed. I heard that too. Uh, but I mean, I mean, okay, let's just be honest. Let's, 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 let's get oh, real. Let's sit down, uh, cross-legged style, you know, let's, um, Let's really think about all the things that we've heard about this movie that got cut, <laughs> like all these, like the, the eighteen extra characters that are just there from the comics that are just gonna be put in there just for fun. All this stuff with dark, like doesn't that just sound like an overstuffed movie? Do we really want a four-hour-long version of eight, Avengers: Age of Ultron? It was supposed like, to be in two halves, if I remember correctly, right? At they one point, gonna, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna Deathly Hollows that shit. So. Yes. 
Uh, actually, I think they started filming with the intention of doing that, and then because they started filming like two weeks before Batman v Superman came out, mm-hmm. so Batman v Superman, you know, all that happened, and then Suicide Squad, all that happened. So then I think it got cut from two movies down to one. I, I my timetable could be off, but if they if if it's a cohesive story, if it makes sense, yeah. why not? Like it's sure. it's just a home release at this point, right? It's it's a digital release you don't have to put too much money into it i mean shit you got the guy marketing it himself it's not like warner has to take control of much in in like if, if they just have the film like if it's just film that that they didn't use <clears throat> what, what do they have to lose well, well I mean, that, that, whole... that's assuming that it, it that he did self-finance and it did get there is some like actual like this is a public consumable there's version enough of the interest movie. i mean oh yeah and there's actually this whole conspiracy theory going around right now that they're all in on it that's why there's all these actors that are drawing attention to Ooh. it on their social media that uh it's it's not planned necessarily for a digital release it's planned to be dumped on the hbo max streaming service <laughs> And so that's why they're drumming up all of this attention and interest because they want once they finally officially announce that it is in fact finished and coming, then everyone goes and signs up for that service. Right. Just because they have to see it. Uh, so it'll, it'll be HBO's version of the Mandalorian okay. or something like that. And, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is genius. This yeah. isn't unheard yeah. of. Smart marketing. So the <laughs> the Donner cut, they released that Superman uh-huh. too. The Donner cut. Blade Runner has seen multiple versions of itself be released, so it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not completely out of the realm of possible. Um, but uh, well, being Stephen King fan like I am, we've got the Doctor Sleep director's uh, cut with like right. almost thirty more minutes that's coming on home release here this month. So is that definite? That's cool. okay. Oh yeah, it's been announced. They like DVD art, or excuse me, Blu-ray, 4K art pre-orders and everything, okay. all up on Amazon. Tons of write-ups everywhere. They and what's what's really crazy, especially with the fact that it kind of was as well nowhere near as successful as I hoped, is the fact that they gave him money to do new special effects and new score, and he completely is recutting the entire movie and the chapters and all this different stuff. Oh wow! So yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know. It's uh. It's exciting for me sure. since I love that movie sure. and I love love that book. So yeah, this has become more more commonplace, especially lately. I'd say. Right. So and and the the, the, the most recent one uh, apparently there's a longer version of Rise of Skywalker that that's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> what the editor has has said in in secret or in public or like what how, how much. I think a few sources have said it a few different times mm-hmm. how how different and how 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 changed this movie was from at what it was at one point. Let's do go you, with that. Do you think that's like the 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 scapegoat for when a movie's messy? Because I feel like we have some version of this discussion every couple of months. Like Suicide Squad, oh, yeah. there was the oh release the 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 cut that is is clean. Is yeah, there one? David Ayer, I want to right. say. Right, a Fantastic yeah, I, Four. I was the guy that, there was talk mm-hmm. about yes. that. Yeah, the trank yeah. cut. Yeah. So do you think it's it's maybe just a, a bit of the, the folks behind the scenes when when there's some backlash where they're just like, well, you didn't see the true version. 
I think it is. It's totally people covering their asses. You know, they're like, this wasn't the product that we had. And in some cases, I think it's probably true. And then in others, it's most definitely (laughs) not. And stuff like Trank's case with Fantastic Four, we know that there was all these scenes with like the fantastic car or whatever the hell it is. And I mean, there was like the, the jump in the film to the third act makes pretty much no sense whatsoever in that film. And I was really curious about a darker take on, on fantastic four. And I I thought it could have been cool. I love Toby Kebbell didn't necessarily as much like what they did with him, Mm. but um, you know, that's one that we know there was a lot of meddling, but then we have stuff like rogue one where I actually, I'm I'm pretty happy with the finished product, mm. and I think when people are happy with the finished product, there's less of that clamoring. Right. right. Um, the story I'm looking at right now that I mentioned to you guys uh, off air before we went went up, is that J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams' longtime editor Marianne Brendan, who edited the film alongside Stefan Grube, speaking with Huffington Post recently. Uh, her quote was as uh, goes, it was kind of a delicate balance. We went back and forth a lot about how much we wanted to reveal. Some scenes changed quite a bit the way that we wanted to present it to the audience. In the end, we ended up showing a lot less of it than we started with. And that is referring to they they had an entire origin of how the emperor came back. And they decided that there is so much else they wanted to focus upon. And they thought audiences would just go with and accept him being back and they wanted to focus on other stuff that that i mean there's talk that the original cut of this movie was well over three hours and they did some significant trimming to it because they they wanted it to be faster and flow better and feel less plotting the film does move along very briskly at least until the middle of the movie in my estimation but it starts out like blisteringly fast like we're here and there's this information and we're there and blah blah and we've talked about this all before i know but i i hope at least in deleted scenes maybe or if I mean, I, I would prefer not to have to read a novelization because so often with Star Wars in this new Disney era, the novelization gives you so much additional information that was left on, you know, the, the cutting room floor, whether it's stuff that was actually filmed or was in right. various versions of the script and they still want to make it canon, but not have to have filmed that sort of stuff. So I definitely would have dug some more explanation about whether it was cloning mm. or how he was kept alive or whatever. But See- who knows? You know, home home release uh, deleted stuff. Give give that to me, and I won't be at. I stuff, saw so. I saw something where where they they were going to not even like thinking about they were going to release the 187 minute cut, whatever whatever that is, and then they're going to release the 187 minute cut a la Avengers Endgame because Endgame they added like what two extra scenes right before Spider Man came out. Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. So the the rumor right now is that Star Wars, they're just going to, for no reason, just put out a 187-minute cut. And then for Disney+, Plus, they're going to get the, the full 190-plus-minute version. And I don't know. It's 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 not tanking. It, it, it's going to cross a billion. It'll, it'll, it'll make more money than Last Jedi. So I I don't know. Do they will it make more money than last year? Yeah, um, I I think where they are at the same point in time, mm-hmm. it's it's currently above where Last Jedi would be at the same point in time. Uh, okay, okay. It's it and there's there's a little bit more info here as I look at another quote. Sorry to jump in, no, guys. No. Uh, no, uh, as as the quote further goes on, Brandon says. 
There was originally a little more information about what was keeping Palpatine alive, and then uh, there was so much information in the film and so many characters that we wanted to have an audience concentrate on. I think we felt we didn't need to clutter up the film with things you didn't know. And then in turn, they go on to talk about the disagreements about whether uh, the two of them should kiss or not. They filmed <laughs> alternate scenes, one with the kiss and one without the kiss. And then also, apparently, the Snoke clone stuff was in the reshoots, and that was not in the original story. They weren't originally going to have that explanation Really? And, uh, yeah, that makes so, sense. So that was included. That. that was included entirely in post-production. I just think that came up as a visual effect that we thought would be really fun for an audience to create a visual that would tell that whole story. I believe that's successful. We didn't have to change a lot of dialogue. You just see one shot, and it really was just yeah. that one shot of the clone Snoke mm -hmm. stuff, and you kind of get it. I love stuff like that. We can just have a moment where you just see something in the background, and you go, "Okay, I I totally get how that happened." So it's an interesting read, and they've got links to the full Huffington Post interview. But, yeah, this I, I'm fascinated by this sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, and you know that there must have been so much second-guessing with with this film right. and what the final cut was all going to entail and making it too bloated and plus trying to appease everyone, both Last Jedi, you know, lovers and haters. And it was just such a precarious predicament that this film found itself the in. One, the one thing that I keep seeing yeah. people bringing up is the fact that J.J. touted this this ending. And apparently what we have is not the thing that he was hyping to people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not surprised, but okay. <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 one thing to, to do that. But once we, if we, we get this cut and it's just like, oh, okay. I, like, it's just strange to do things this way because I, I felt the same way with Batman v Superman. Like, I couldn't unsee the, the shorter version so like right. you, you already ha like you already have some sort of established thing. If if we were to get an extra twenty minutes or whatever, like y you already have the the framework of what we were given in your head. So like it's just strange to. Well, here's here's my question. Like I know we got the Donner cut with Superman two, uh, mm. but how many movies like. I, I, like this, this, this has happened quite a few times where like a, a director's made a movie and then the studio's like, no, nah, this is what we want. And they change things. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. But how many movies have gotten to this point where they've been released? And now we're talking about re-release. How many of them have actually gotten better? Better? Like better? Many... I mean, alt, alt, ultimate cut. People would argue Blade Runner. Right. In my estimation. right. Yeah. I think Blade Runner final but... cuts the best cut. I do. Yeah, but, but I mean, like there was good cuts of Blade Apocalypse before now? that. So, uh, yeah, I still uh, haven't seen that newest Apocalypse Now because they just put out an even longer cut of oh, that. And I, oh, I adore that film so, so much. I mean, okay. Redux, I thought, was a lot yeah. better. I, I liked getting more with those characters. And I mean, at that point, Coppola is going into like Scorsese territory of just mm -hmm. indulgence. But <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as length length goes. But um, I'd say in only a few, to, and it's even arguable, like I'd love Aliens. It's my favorite movie. Mm. It's Aliens and Clerks. I say this all the time, but I mean, longer doesn't necessarily mean better. I like the additional Very stuff true. in the Aliens director's cut, but it doesn't flow quite as well. It does feel a little bit more bloated. 
there's only one or two scenes I really enjoy enough to feel like they needed to be in the movie. And there's, yeah. there's a few others with setting up the sentry guns to protect themselves and all these other things where I'm just like, okay, you're kind of slowing down the pacing and it feels a little more plotting in this regard. So it, it doesn't always work. I'd say more often than not, it probably doesn't. There's a reason for Endgame. They trimmed it down by like two or three minutes because they said their their original cut was a few minutes longer and they what? trimmed a few scenes. I think they took one out in general. Yeah, they did. They went down by like less than five minutes, but nonetheless, they were just right. like, man, eh, maybe we don't, don't need each of these to be. They don't want long, those three so. hour run times. They want they want turnover. Um, I, right. I I guess that was part of why they really wanted to trim. Uh, Rise of Skywalker too. So, um, there's a bunch of oh, there's a bunch of movies that are being listed in the chat. Um, Lord of the Rings, Halloween Six producers cut, uh, Alien Three assembly cut. I haven't seen that. Hmm. <clears throat> I like yeah, I that, like the original Alien Three though. I know I'm like the only person the director who does, but I do doesn't like it. like it. It's grown on me. That's fine actually. <laughs> yeah, that's one where Fincher. It, it was his first you know feature, big feature and stuff, and he said that. You know, since there was so much success with those first two films that the meddling and just the overbearingness of Fox was just, he, he said it was the worst experience he'd ever dealt with. He'd only done music videos up till that point, And he right. said he second guessed wanting to make more movies after that, just for that sheer fact. So, And I, you know, I totally get that. I, I still just, I, I like the movie. I, I don't know. I like the movie. It's, I, it's, it's me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I guess like with this Snyder Cut thing, if if people are putting money into it, uh, like if you have the rights to the thing, what do you have to lose? Like, like, uh, well, I guess the question is like, so let's say Snyder did self-finance and he's got, he's got a cut that he completely, like he can't do Warner any, Brothers. He can't. Exactly. Exactly. He needs Warner right. Brothers approval to do anything mm -hmm. with it. Right. So yeah. like that, like, that's the thing. Like, it, you know, we talk about art, all that shit. You could talk about that all you want, mm -hmm. but in the end, it's business. The word above yeah. my head here. It it it's the studios show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the studios they want they want a, a turnaround on their dollars. So you would think situations like this would be the perfect opportunity where it's just like, all right, listen, we, all we have to do is get that thing off the shelf there. Uh, you know, bring an editor in for a couple of hours, and these people are already paying for a product. They have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's also like then you got uh, there's also guild stuff, like how do you handle like a re-release for a movie oh. on this? Like, well, what the, the like, that's before you start talking about the, the producers guild, their feelings on it, the directors guild, the editors guild, all of that stuff. And and then there's also the fact that the people at Warner Brothers don't want to release the movie that they thought would suck and then have that movie turn out to be good and dramatically better than the movie that they released instead, which did suck, and now they're embarrassed and most of them are fired. It's it's like. They're, they're like something's got to give, but what's the thing to give? The 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 pride, the the directors guild. Uh, who who's going to be the one to give? Who's going to be the one to uh, bear the sins of all this madness? Well, and I don't think anyone does. Uh, guilds, if it's not a theatrical release, they don't have to get paid as much. Am I wrong there? That's true. I I mean I on home at the best of times my SAG knowledge isn't great directors guild writers guilds I don't even want to begin. To I, I know <laughs> I know if if you're in something and it doesn't go to theater if it's if it's a home release, mm -hmm. um you don't have to get paid nearly as much. Right. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. 
It, it, every little detail where they can nickel and dime you. Yeah, right. Uh, I would imagine those yeah. heartless bastards. Because, yeah, Cause, yeah. yeah th- it's just, all right, we, we produced 100,000 copies of this, and here's your cut. Whereas box office, you know, you could theoretically hundreds of millions of people can go and watch the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I would love to see it. Even if it's the, the assembly cut with, like, unfinished or barely started CGI... I would love. I actually, I would want to see that more. I want to see the work in progress more than the final product more. I think that would be more interesting. But maybe that's just me. Do you guys think that mm-hmm. that that there's there's some win behind this? Do you, as far as Star Wars is concerned, do you, do you think that that there's something to this? Do you think we're getting extra footage? Well, I mean, like, it, it, I don't even understand how you could. Like, uh, and a lot of the things I'm saying, I, I'm taking from other YouTube videos. So if anything sounds right. familiar, you're not. But right. I mean, that, that's uh, that's how you research something right. like this at this point. That's how you collect your data. Uh, can you even call this the Snyder cut anymore in any capacity, considering when he left the project, he had reshoots that he wanted to do that probably didn't get done because they got done under Joss Whedon and they're different than what he done. So the footage literally doesn't exist. So his version of the movie what he wanted back in 2016 or 2017 or whatever is literally unachievable at this point. Like, am I wrong about that? Like, well, I mean, Joss actually rewrote aspects of the script too. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just really depends. And maybe if we never see this cut, we'll never know right. how much of it was actually close enough to the finished product. If not, I mean, completely aside from all those finished, you know, special effects and color correction and, and all that different stuff. I, as, as far as Disney goes, <clears throat> I mean, as far as Disney goes, though, I, I mean, we know that that version of Justice League was an unfinished product. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I would imagine the likelihood for an extended Star Wars, and and I say extended as opposed to like a completely different cut. You know, I think that they could have an extended cut of uh, of Rise of Skywalker, especially being the final and the entire sagas and everything. I, I kind of have a feeling, especially as far as Disney needing gimmicks for, for their streaming service at this point, I, I'd say that's probably a higher likelihood. Honestly, yeah. I, I I think we'll probably see a JJ cut before a Snyder and cut. And apparently, so. apparently, this left a really bad taste in JJ Abrams' mouth. Again, apparently, that that is a mm-hmm. hot mm. take du jour. I mean, I would I would love to see a version of Rise of Skywalker with an inciting incident. For the record, you know, where like they don't just in the title crawl go the dead speak. Nah, <laughs> let us know <laughs> that that's Mustafar. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, thank you. I can't yeah. get over how sad I am about Nuts. this. They're, they're raiding the, the remains of Darth Vader's fortress. Yeah. How do you not say that in the yeah. movie? That's, that's, that's so... <laughs> he's obsessed with Darth yeah. Vader. His entire yeah. identity is built yeah. up in the fact he's... Re- I, I'm so, I can't There's, get over that. <laughs> so I've, I've watched it a complete second time now. Plus six and a half or whatever the hell you call it. Um, there are a bunch of things in this movie that J.J., you know, he puts a cap on things that he opened in seven. Um, I don't know if we discussed this before. I might have had a fever dream where Ray, where she's eating her water bread and she's and, in, in Force Awakens and she's got the, the helmet on and she's thinking of a, of a, of a you know, a, a bigger life. God, that moment's so adorable when she puts like... 
I I thought immediately of that in in Rise of Skywalker when she's in an X Wing with the with the helmet on. There's that This is a total callback. See? There's that there's the the inverted scene with Kylo and and uh what's your name? Uh, Han Solo. Wow. You know Hans Gruber. Han Solo. The 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 inverted scene of their their struggle, their 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 discussion. So there there's there's stuff there. Like it's it's well, you guys see today they're doing the Ben Solo challenge on Twitter, and yeah, that's that's a cool moment. And the, she reached by, he's got the lightsaber, and he does the Han shrug. Like, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a great little moment. Yeah, I actually had a friend who saw that. It was like, this is the hero we need, and it was like to the I need a hero. <laughs> it was Ben Solo, and he hadn't seen the movie yet because he was sick around the holidays and whatnot, and he still hadn't checked it out. He's not a big Star Wars fan, but you know he's he's a casual enough where he really wanted to, and he's like, yeah, I can't hold off on seeing this movie anymore because I just keep having just aspect after aspect spoiled for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, well, dude, the movie's been out for like three weeks now. You really got to just get on that. I mean, come <laughs> on. You can't get upset about this. <laughs> um, Aaron, $5 in the super chat. Thank you. Looking forward to 1917, um, as am I and now, especially shit. Um, what are your all's favorite mm-hmm. war movies? Star Wars. Um, I mean, the aforementioned Apocalypse Now comes to mind. Um, I actually really like Thin Red Line. That's one that I don't think gets enough love. Wrong movie from that um, year, Fuego. Boy. Oh, no. I, I preferred Ryan. Malik's, man. I, honest, I honestly did. I, I like Malik's movie. It was slow and brooding in comparison. Uh, that, that opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, though, is tremendous. I, I'll give it that. Um, Full Metal Jacket, obviously. Um Lawrence of Arabia, classics yeah. like that. I mean, Platoon. I guess it depends what what era of war we're talking about here. Platoon. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, pun- uh, not the Punisher. That's a different. The Patriot. <laughs> oh, with Mel Gibson. <laughs> different sort of war movie. That day, yeah. talk about another Mel Gibson. Braveheart, man. Oh, war, yeah. That's a that's a war movie for sure. I'm just glad that it's different different is. era different era of war. I'm glad that they're they're going back to World War One with stuff. We have so many World War yeah. Two and Vietnam Same. movies. I mean, I have Paths yeah. of Glory, which is a good movie. Uh, you know, stay. Oh, Ben Grimm in the chat, Overlord. Sorry, just got. Oh shot wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Overlord's yeah. badass. More a zombie movie than a full-on war movie. But Dude, that opening. Really you want to talk about opening scenes? That opening scene's incredible. That's terrific. Seriously, yeah. that set a tone, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Oof. The sound design in that first scene is just yeah. so like it grabs. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of one we haven't listed yet because I really like Lawrence of Arabia, of course. Saving Private. I like U five seven one. Oh yeah. Even though it's it's yeah. really a modernized version of uh, Das Boot, but Das Boot, yeah, <laughs> still. Which is great, mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very good. Obviously, yeah. George C. Scott is Patton man. I mean, that's a, that's a one of the performances for the ages. Yeah. So it's another. Oh, one Flags of Our tonight. Fathers. That's a great. I have movie. not seen that. It's it, I I haven't seen Letters of Iwo Jima. I understand people like Letters That's of Iwo the, Jima more. The, but... Yeah, the Japanese corresponding mm-hmm. film. Yeah, Hacks, the flags is quite Hacksaw good. Hacksaw Ridge, quite a quite a good. I never saw it's, it actually. That's one that I never got around That's to. That's quite good. Yeah, it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite good. 
Oh, uh, the bomb movie. Um, Godzilla. Hurt Locker. <laughs> yeah, Hurt Locker is really uh, good. Yeah, God, God, God. the Godzilla War movies. Those, ooh, those are some rough years. Uh, yeah, the Hurt Locker. Independence, Independence Day is totally a war movie. War of the Worlds? Let's get real here, guys. Yeah. Well, Rogue One's a war movie in the third act. So. It is. Big <laughs> yeah, yeah. time. Still, still, some of my favorite Star Wars stuff as far as the most feeling like a war film. Mm. So, mm. Oh, um, I just suddenly realized it's a big one we're forgetting from like uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, the Dunkirk. Um, yeah, Dunkirk. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people mm. don't like that movie. I had mixed feelings about it. It was mm. really well shot. Mm. Yeah. It's so weird to me that people always praise Nolan for being like the god of portraying time on screen, and you he know, messes with time in that movie a little awkward. But also, like General, what's his face is just sitting on the end of that pier for seven days. Like he just he doesn't move for a week. He's just on the end of that pier for <laughs> I whatever. <laughs> I do want to see Tenet, oh. though. That looks quite good. How could we not mention CP's favorite Tarantino movie? Oh, Inglorious Bastards, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like fiction fiction though. Yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> not as much like full on war movie. Black Hawk Down, although that's obviously mm. well, I, I mean, I, that one was really solid, even if it wasn't based on true events or anything. So that movie's got a crazy cast too, Black Hawk Down for the early two <laughs> thousands. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people in that. Uh, My, Three Kings. I, Three Kings was in the book yeah. for a bit. Three Kings was in the yeah, Thousand One Movies right? You Must yeah. See Before You Die. I'd... Original uh, Iraq War, right? Great cast in that one, yeah, too. Yeah, George amazing. Clooney, um, Mark Wahlberg, right? right? Yeah, Wahlberg was in that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube. Ice you know, Cube. one that I always thought was under <laughs> Enemy at the Gates. Yes. I, I, I love Enemy at the Gates about the snipers. That, that one is really Dude, solid, I, honestly. I cannot name you a Jude Law movie <laughs> that I hate. I I just can't do it. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find I Them. I have too. not seen that, so. No, uh... well, there you go. <laughs> For some reason, anytime I see Jude Law in a movie, I I end up liking the movie. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just smitten for him. I don't know. He elevates would you guys things quite consider, a bit. Uh, would you guys consider Doctor Strange Love a war movie? Because uh, even though it's all spent in the war room, pretty speaking much. Of bombs. That's one of my favorite Kubrick's, man. Shit, I love that movie. It's so it's funny. Like There's movie. no fighting in the war room. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Hamburger Hill. I've I've not seen that. I've heard things about Hamburger Hill. That's uh, Vietnam. Oh, it's another Vietnam. Mm. Yeah. Just like I've never seen uh, Men Men of War. Was that the one that had uh, Michael J. Fox and Casualties Robert of War? Downey. Casualties mm. of War. Maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. Born yeah. on the Fourth of July. Like. Uh, I I think the thing about war movies and, you know, we only recently got this in the last 30 years, 40 years or so. Uh, I guess it started with Apocalypse Now is showing war, not as this this propaganda. America is great, but as this, you know, war sucks. It just destroys everybody that takes part in it. And here we're gonna we're gonna take this this two and a half hours or two hours and and show you just how shitty war is in in dramatic form and some of the best. Speaking of war, I fucking <laughs> got it over. 
Speaking of yeah. war, we might be going to one soon. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to, to like piggyback on what CP just said, though, it, it was interesting when that tonal shift transpired because really it was all. I mean, talk about war movies and talk about war comedies, Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Dukes, because there's a scene in Hot Shots Part Dukes where Miguel Ferrer's character is running around and shooting everybody, and he stops and looks at the screen, and he's like, war, it's fantastic. Because <laughs> that was really the glorification that we had for decades and decades of stuff on screen. And then, yeah, that shift happened in the 70s. It was really post-Vietnam, where people were just like, holy shit, man, war is horrible. Yeah. And it's... It, it echoes, you know. So. Yeah, and Vietnam is the war that nobody wanted. And when mm -hmm. they started making movies about that, it was just like, whoa, what, what, what's going on here? This is terrible. Yeah, all the PTSD yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, like, I, I would contend mm -hmm. that Saving Private Ryan, or at least for me, is the first World War II movie that I saw where it it treated World War II in the same vein as you would, you would see stuff like Platoon, the way they cover platoon um apocalypse now the way they cover vietnam saving private ryan really doesn't glorify world war ii very much at all it's uh it's it's gnarly war sucks and and i i think it's better when movies portray it as that and not hey look at us we're just gonna go win yeah, and I don't know if this counts, but I'm a huge fan of Kong Skull Island, and that's a movie that starts in World War II, and then it becomes <laughs> there like was a no giant monkeys in any like, war, Lindsay. Can you prove that? <laughs> Show me the scientific data, but like it, it's about sure, even if there's not mm -hmm. actually a war going on, and that that has covering is all up. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't actually nuke Japan. We're trying to kill Japanese people. We're trying to stop Godzilla. <laughs> you should have just sent in uh, Kong in that regard. Although we got we got that eventually, but yeah. Oh, um, so sp lots of war watch, talk. Watch this sidestep here. Speaking of back from the dead, uh, oh. New Mutants just got a trailer oh, today. Um, it's oh. coming. It's it's yeah. it's actually happening, everybody, and and it's apparently it's coming to movie theaters like. Like a legit release in April. Uh, thoughts? New Mutants is coming. I'm excited, especially because apparently they didn't do all those reshoots and like add characters. And so we're going to get the movie as it was originally supposed to be. I'm down. Sure. I thought that it, it's a horror superhero X-Men movie. That sounds amazing. It's so funny. You see stuff like, like Maisie Williams has aged quite a bit since they shot this movie and that's clear um yeah. i i'm intrigued to see if they've done anything well they they there's no way they could do any sort of reshoots with with her at the very least without us noticing um was it who was yeah it would be a finn wolf hard kind of right. situation you know so who was it was it, one of you guys said it before we went live that they're they're going back to the original cut right yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's what Josh Boone was actually tweeting. He was mm -hmm. like, "I'm totally behind this release. I mean, I I wouldn't be out here tweeting about it and promoting the fact that it is actually happening if it wasn't my original." That first trailer was dope. That we got like a year and a half ago, almost or whatever the it heck it was. Feels like it's like five I, years ago. I mean, ago. If they're maintaining that vision. Yeah. Uh, well, it was Justice League. 
That's when I first saw yeah. the trailer. It was in Justice League. Yeah. So it was well, over we two years ago. There's so much content. Of course, yeah. it feels that long. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, if it was Justice League, it was 17. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's over crazy. two years ago. It was the end of 17, though, because Justice League was November. I think it was like 15 months ago. They thought, But even then, if it was 17, End yeah, of damn. 17 is, is mean, two plus years ago. The end of ago. 17 would be over two years ago. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite been that long, has it? If it was I December wrong, 31st, but... 2017, it's been over two years. This is a really interesting cast for this movie, <laughs> too. Like, you got Charlie Heaton... Who's John Jonathan from Stranger Things? Stranger Things, yeah. Alice Braga, Anya Taylor Joy, like these are really interesting, like up and coming. Well, people. see that like, that's something I said before we went live. They backed into some yeah. of these like B list actors because Anya Taylor Joy wasn't anything before. Which maybe she did The Witch mm -hmm. before doing this. Now suddenly she's in uh, Glass. Um, no, not Glass. Mm -hmm. Split. That's it. So As you guys are so right. I'm looking at the original trailer, 20th Century Fox, October 13th, 2017. Oh, two two months plus, two years plus. It sat on the shelf for so long. It'll be, yeah, it'll be like two and a half years by the time it comes out April. in April. If it comes out in April. <laughs> I still, I still, I still wonder. I'll believe it when I see it. I truly will. Until I'm seated in that yeah. theater, crushing my popcorn, I will be. I will remain a little skeptical. Uh, what if you're sitting in the theater, but they were out of popcorn? <laughs> Would you believe it then? <laughs> <laughs> Did, you uh, got me, sir. So the one thing I did not notice is a rating. Is it still oh. R? Let's I don't know out. if it ever was I R. Thought, mm. I mean, they were... There was chatter about it, but I don't know if it ever received an official rating. Okay. So, but PG thirteen uh, nine hours ago, uh, the movie has always been and always will be PG thirteen, well, and then. that's from uh, Josh Boone. Fine. So, yeah. Fine. Didn't want to. I would have loved to have seen an R-rated New Mutants. So hell yeah. <laughs> I agree. That would have been interesting. What has Josh Boone done? I'm New Mutants. Up real quick. And it oh, Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> Fulton our stars and his new thing is uh, the new version of the stand for CBS All Access. So that's that's a big undertaking. Overflowing with Stephen King knowledge. Just just uh, uh, over the brim. I try. I try. <laughs> and, uh what 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 else you got? Uh, I mean, if we're going to segue into a little bit more comic book news, we didn't get the chance to talk about Ryan Reynolds tweeting around the holidays that they have gone into production for Deadpool 3 at Marvel Studios. And of course, then the debate starts anew of whether this property will remain R-rated or not. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because will the he, New Mutants trailer... Will he be a part of the Marvel Universe? or Yeah, New Mutants has the Marvel studio uh as the as the opening whatever it's it's not fox it's just marvel um mm -hmm. hmm. and it was fox previously mm -hmm. and now it's under that it's under the new banner so has marvel yeah. done something r-rated hmm. not yet no uh, marvel like, has not well blade is a marvel movie but that was pre-marvel yeah. as yeah. we know it today it, it was uh, marvel but it's not marvel mm -hmm. that was <laughs> right it was yeah, it was New New Line Cinema. I want to say that did that, right? Yeah, well, they, they had right, to yeah. they had to sign yeah. off on it back then. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's when Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy, though, and they were just selling off all their properties to everybody. So, <laughs> for pennies, crazy, <laughs> crazy to think about now, right? <laughs> um, they they have to like if they're if they're going ahead with it, it has to be you. You cannot neuter Deadpool. Well, they tried with that once upon a Deadpool. Remember? Look at how well that did. Did the or they did, did the bleeps, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they had the novelty of the Fred Savage, you know, little uh, Princess Bride stuff intertwined. Mm -hmm. But I mean, aside from that, it, it just makes me wonder: will they try to fold him into the MCU, or will they keep him separate? And I, 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 I don't know. I, I honestly have no. No positive answer about this one. In all honesty, it you and they can even mend to a joke. He's like, oh, I'm in a I, I'm in a Marvel Studios movie, so you know they're gonna be you know not letting me say you know fuck and mm. stuff like that. But and they would bleep him as he says it, and then maybe he keeps having his own separate films that are R-rated. So I maybe that could work. What about the cameo but, opportunities? I don't know. I mean, now he can venture into. Shit, it could, yeah. I mean, Avengers. If he shows up at Frozen Three, that would be the greatest thing ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just let him have free reign at Disney. That'd be awesome. Deadpool just starts ripping all the Disney movies, like he's like the narrator or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's a lot they can do with it. It's. Uh, mm -hmm. If it's not rated R, like I don't know how the hell they're gonna, they're gonna do it. No, they're going to lose a lot of the spirit of the character that allowed him to become so popular with those box office numbers and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say separate, R-rated. If he's cameoing, they'll they'll tone him down a little bit and try to make some sort of meta joke. Mm. That's that's my theory. It would be really funny if he shows up in Avengers and just like his lines are just like constantly like trying to watch Blazing Saddles on like Comedy Central or something. So just like every other word out of his mouth is just bleeps. That that might be fun for like one movie. I don't know if he could like sustain that for multiple movies. A but, whole movie yeah. of that? I don't know if he could do a full okay, movie maybe, of it. Like like a, like a like a supporting yeah, role. Yeah. Like like so he's like maybe he comes through like halfway through. Yeah. The, I, I don't know. I'm just it, it'd be. Hmm. Yeah, minimal. Yeah, right. that that gag would would seem to get old quick, uh, well, at least to me. Um, it would depend on how it's handled. If it, it would all yeah. come down to the writing, <laughs> I think at that point. So, total crapshoot because it's Disney. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's a clever cameo, though, I I think they could do it. But yeah, the joke would get old very very quickly. So, um, what else we got in news? Uh, well, we also, I mean, right right before we went live, it was announced that uh, they're eyeing Timothy Chalamet for this Bob Dylan biopic about a young Bob Dylan first starting his career and stuff. And they, wait, I know Chalamet's very well celebrated. I'm kind of sick of the kid at this particular point, but that's just me. <laughs> so he's he's almost like the, the male equivalent of Jennifer Lawrence right now, the way she was a number of years ago when she was showing up in like just about everything. Yeah. So Bob Dylan already had a friggin' movie. What personal opinion though? You know, James Mangold supposedly directing Bob Dylan, Timothy Chalamet playing a young Bob Dylan directed by James Mangold. Well, is, isn't it the focus of the movie like his transition from like acoustic to electric? Didn't I didn't I read that? 
Well, I'm looking at this report from a couple hours ago. I know it was going to be him in his younger years, and he didn't even transition until, I mean, he was, a, he was about 10 years or so into his career when he finally plugged in. So. Heath Ledger uh, already, Heath Ledger and Kate Blanchett, they already played Bob Dylan. And the, uh, you're, you're not there, you yeah, were never there, or something like that, where they like, had a different person playing. Don't make yeah. two Bob Dylan movies, make one Lane Staley movie. <laughs> oh, if only, man. Enough. That would be interesting. It's gonna get saturated. All these dumb biopics, and they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. miss. I mean, shit. I'll take a a genuine Kurt Cobain biopic. They'll never do it. Yeah. Well, with James Mangold supposedly, you know, attached to direct, that's what makes me some more credence to this. It was a deadline report from just a couple hours ago. Um, I'm not super stoked about it though, and I love my, I love me some Bob Dylan and all of his various, whether it's you know blowing in the wind or whether it's you know even later when he was, you know, uh, to painting his face blue and all that stuff after his divorce. I mean, he's had so many. I mean, Love and Theft, great later record. I mean, he's he's been able to as his as his vocals and his range just kind of you know went downward. He's he's adapted because he's that talented of an artist. So, but yeah, bummers. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just as fatigued with the biopics as I am with comic book movies. Enough already. Yeah, we just recent, kind of we it. recently rewatched Bohemian Rhapsody, oh. and I, and I dislike it even more now. <laughs> oof, oof. It's, okay. it's so, it's so mainstream. On the, uh, thank God that's an Oscar-winning editing film because, Hall. Oh, I love videos that t- they dive into the editing. Of it's that atrocious. Movie. They're, they're very, yeah. There's there's no proper I, coverage. I mean, I've seen worse. It's not great. It's, it's but taken I have three seen bad. Worse. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes eighteen thousand cuts yeah. for four. How four, about you just shoot Freddy to get over? Yeah, it. just shoot a wide <laughs> shot. How about that? How about you just have a, a you know a, a main shot that we we stick and not jump back and forth to close-ups to nobody who's doing any some guy just sitting there and we're just going to him because oh I gotta I gotta cover this cut so let me just go to this guy that is not yeah, good at no, I, I I I completely agree it, it really bugs me when I'm like watching a, a much bigger YouTube than any of us and they're like they've got those little like flash flash frames when they're like cutting from one footage to another because the footage within the footage changed like no just take the extra second yeah. it's not that hard yeah. guys like it this it, it i don't know now now i'm getting off topic but it, it mm-hmm. I, bad editing is extremely distracting for me mm, these days you're not really truly but um yeah i mean the only other thing that we talked about wanting to talk about on the previous episode was something video game related and i know Lindsay can offer some insight in the fact that uh (laughs) travis knight (laughs) travis knight leaving the uncharted movie which has mark Wahlberg and tom holland attached and this film just can't seem to keep its directors it's still set for a december release but we know that's gotta change at this particular point right if this movie ever even happens well, i mean for the record i'll be extremely impressed if they manage to get it out between now and december like like find a director shoot it and it just get it. that would be very cool they could it's rise of yeah. skywalker slash black, black christmas. christmas have we not <laughs> learned from black christmas so so what would be the movie that uncharted would steal from in 2020 like how black christmas stole from us oh, <laughs> oh that's a good question oh. Awful. 
Are we still supposed to get that that, that Gambit movie? By the way, I feel like uh, that with one's Channing been Tatum around just as much. Yeah, exactly. Channing yeah. Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. Hold your breath. I hey, doubt man. it at this point. After the Disney takeover, I, I would imagine that's a project. Even if it's never been officially canceled as of as of this taping, it's it's going to happen, or it's just going to be dusted under the under the uh, table, and I, you know, nothing will ever be said of it. I read something that Ridley Scott said that they're going ahead with with the third prequel for alien oh, alien he still wants to make it he said he was working on a script a little while back but uh with the underperformance of covenant i i i hated alien covenant so i don't know i i still okay i i hated two-thirds of it all the stuff with uh fast bender i thought right. i thought was fascinating mm -hmm. i just wanted more of the storytelling from the previous film because i love prometheus mm -hmm. and uh i i thought it at least tried to do something different mm -hmm. and i I, I would at least like to see him round out his, you know, trilogy that he had been planning this whole time, and he's getting of the age where, you know, maybe you let him do it. But I will still forever be pissed about Blumkamp's, uh, you know, direct sequel retcon to the second Aliens movie being canceled because the concept art for that looked dope. I and bringing Hicks, bringing Hicks back and yeah, all wait. that. I was all for it, even if I've grown accepting of Alien. What three, is what is years, Blomkamp so. doing recently? He he's been kind of off the grid, right? Well, he was making those Oat Studios shorts, yeah. and he was putting them out online, yeah. and then he was attached to RoboCop for a minute. The, the, once again, more retconning, the direct sequel to the first RoboCop. There was even chatter of Peter Weller coming back, but due to scheduling issues, he recently left that project. So I'm not sure. He was announced as working on something else recently, but I don't think any, it was anywhere near as big property-wise. So... Yeah, he's been making some really interesting shorts, uh, most recently one for a video game, uh, for, not to keep reading, but a, a game called Anthem. Uh, oh. And he's a f fascinating director. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very all over the place, but his movies, like, I, I freaking hate Alicia. <gasps> but there's so many ideas in that movie that are hard to let go of, that as much as I dislike watching it, it's one I cannot get out of Charlotte my head. Copley is awesome. I love Chartel yeah, oh, and I love that he's always he will not make a movie without Chartel Copley. Mm. I love that they're just so intertwined with each other. Like I loved him as Chappie. I loved him as the kind of asshole in District Nine. I, I think they work <laughs> together very well. Yeah, he blows up the car, gives it a finger. Yeah, it's exactly. So, it's so so funny. I, I I really liked him in in Eighteen too. Oh, oh, he was yeah. an A-team. He was the crazy yeah. pilot guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shartel. Well, uh, looks like in November there was a deadline report that he is supposed to start filming his next movie, which is why he left the RoboCop project in March in Albuquerque. And it's starring Taylor Kitsch. And it's about a cop working on an investigation into a murder in the New Mexico desert. The arrival of the FBI leads him to suspect that something else is going on, like aliens. I don't know. Guy likes filming in deserts, huh? I guess so. And I mean, he's dealt with alien shizzle before, so I guess that would be up his alley to some degree. But right. I mean, he's he's very visually talented. He just hasn't always had the best stories to tell since District Nine, which I adore. So I mean, just as long as he gets something something out, I I, I feel like he is at least from a visual standpoint a, a visionary. Okay. He just has to have the right story. What is the internet? So. I want that. <laughs> God, Chappie is so. That's cute. awesome. That movie's like, awesome. Like the fight me, and then there's like the moment where like Chappie like <laughs> like surpasses his creator yeah. and like becomes God. It's all about parenting that movie. Gives, yeah, it's like, 
so good. But it's god damn it is Hugh Jackman just so bad in that movie. <laughs> I was so mad about Elysium that I just never watched it. Mm. And I do like Diane Work too, so mm. D Antford? Yeah. D Antford, however yeah. the hell you pronounce it. <laughs> Those two are a trip. Yeah, yeah, they're not the best actors. That's 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 pretty clear. Mm -hmm. uh, they had fun though. Sure. That, they, like if nothing else, they 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 deantworded yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got on the on the news front? Do we do we? That's I, pretty I, much I've, the end of it. Unless uh, you got something. So. I, well, this like literally was just kind of like I, I saw on Twitter as we were about to go live. Uh, people are estimating Disney Plus is already worth over like a hundred million, hundred billion dollars. Exactly. I'm like, calm down, guys. The Mandalorian just ended. It's going to dive in price as people stop their subscriptions, and then it'll go back up in price. As, you know, it's... it's That's what no... I heard, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they better get that t Ross. It, it's very cut. impressive. It, it's a great It's a great start. It's an epic out the gate. They really... they they Great start. Give it time. <laughs> 100 million. Get... 100 billion. Bi yeah. bi no, it can't be billion. It's 100 billion dollars. It's supposedly almost worth as much as Netflix is. Already. That's impossible. And, well, Netflix did just lose friends. That's an atrocious investment then because Disney Plus is really thin. Yeah. You would. Well, I mean, again, it's like give it time. You know, it's not going to stay at this price, but it's. I mean, yeah. you would think that it would have the entire Disney catalog and it doesn't. Nope. Yeah. They like keeping some of that stuff in the vault, man. You know, mm. and they even took away some films recently. Like people were pissed about Home Alone and Home Alone Two disappearing. One of the Pirates movies. So they will have the ability to just like push and pull and just kind of have everyone at their mercy. And you know, I I think in some ways it will probably be like with all those DVD releases over the years. And you know, even back to the VHS days, they would put stuff in the vault and they wouldn't continue producing new copies of it to add collectability and urgency of purchase and all this different stuff. So mm. kind of lame. Um, so we didn't even talk about this week's release, even though technically we, we talked about 1917, which is getting a wide mm -hmm. release on Friday, but cannot wait. I am like legitimate. It's Roger Deakins, man, shooting a war movie. I am like yeah. shaking with excitement. Yeah, well, <laughs> but well, go ahead. Yeah, I case two is making a movie that's coming out this week too. Oh, I can't and wait. T oh, Karen I'm Stewart, still... Patrick Stewart's daughter. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, She's an up-and-comer, that mm, girl. Uh, Kristen Stewart and TJ Miller, uh, the person that Hollywood's oh. trying to bury. Um, underwater. Yeah, I think... Oof. Which... I forgot TJ Miller was in there. Yeah, no, yeah they, they don't mention him too much in, mm -hmm. in the marketing materials. <laughs> Didn't he call like bomb threats yeah, on like he, a train he, station or something like that? He oh, fucked up. Or... <laughs> like he didn't even get me tooed. He just was a dumbass. Yeah, he's just a moron. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, dude. Like I've liked you in a lot of movies, but when you do, when you call bomb threats in, you're I, surprised. I met him me. at New York Comic Con. He, uh, he pushed me aside. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a great yeah, guy. He said, he, he <laughs> said, "Excuse me, it's TJ," and I was like, "What? Oh, oh." I was at a panel. It was a comic book girl nineteen panel, and I was I was I like I like I don't hate her. Um, I was next in line to to ask a question, and he came up behind me, and then they were doing some sort of thing, and then he he walked in front of me, and then they did this 
I don't know, performance. I don't, I don't know what you call it. Shtick. <laughs> but he, he, he TJ Miller. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. But um, underwater, <laughs> which is uh, an underwater movie with Kristen Stewart. Underwater creature movie though, uh, and I love those, even if they're of varying quality. I have a soft spot for stuff like Leviathan with Peter Weller and yeah, Deep Star yeah. Six. Like, I I love that sort of stuff. So. Who knows? This could be total trash. It is a January film. Happy but January. I'm at least more hopeful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm more hopeful about this one than I was walking into the grudge, though. So they're at least screening <laughs> this ahead of time for critics, which they, of okay. course, did not do for the grudge. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, we'll see. going into it. I like Case, too. I feel like she got a bad rap after the Twilight movies. Right. I think she's talented, too. I, I do agree. Yeah. Uh, you guys are fans of The Abyss, by the way? I have not seen The Abyss. That's the only James oh, Cameron movie I've not seen. I enjoy The Abyss. Yeah. Yeah. You, should, you should definitely check out The Abyss CP. I know. I, I know. <laughs> even if uh, apparently Fuego doesn't share my love for it. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but it's not one of my favorite Cameron movies. You know, so I, I go more for you know True Lies and Aliens and Terminator and, and stuff like that. The guy's got less than 10 It's movies. still really good. It's insane. And they're all I just, at least pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I just wanted it to be about like more foreboding creatures, you know, and the fact that it was they were more, I don't know. It just no, wasn't I, exactly what, especially as a kid, I wanted it to be more horror, I guess. And it was definitely more just like straight up sci-fi. So that's fair. That's totally Vincent Cassell is in, is in Underwater as well. Wait, why do I know that name? Uh, he's the bad guy in Ocean's 12. He's in a bunch of, well, he's French. He's in a bunch of French movies. He's in... Uh, ir- mm. irreversible or uh, or or irreversible in english you know vinny is in jason Bourne too is it, uh, okay <laughs> he, he's the he's there. the dude in oceans 12 who actually and oceans 13 oh he was in a drift or a drift so he's in movies based in yeah, water okay, water. good for him <laughs> he's a very hydrated. He's married. Boy. He's an old. He's man. Monica Bellucci's husband, or was. Oh, yeah, good for him. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Make a make make. Yeah, and then the other two releases this week are what? Uh, like a boss, which looks. Oh, like, looks, is that this week? Awful. Definitely not for me. And that's this Friday, and then we also have just uh, just mercy the Michael B. Jordan, I believe. That's also this. Wait, week, what's but... just mercy? It's a Michael B. Jordan film. I believe it's based on a book, if I'm not mistaken. Um, after graduating from Harvard, Brian Stevenson heads to Alabama to defend those oh, Jamie Fox. condemned of those. I think he is in this, Yeah, too. it takes yeah. place in the, I want to say, 60s. Yeah, story of justice and redemption. Yeah, so this is one that I actually did see a little bit of buzz about, I must admit. But, uh, you know. Legal dramas are kind of hit and miss with me as well. Mm. So, so you guys oh. watched uh, the Golden Globes, right? Did Did you catch the Selma Hayek stuff? I did no. not. I only watched some of the acceptance speeches. I did not get that. We, we were filming horror show stuff, so I gotcha. I did not see very much. Uh, it was it was just a red carpet thing, so I guess it's easy to. Miss. I, I didn't even see it. What like what today? Um, oh, sorry, sorry. So like a boss. Sorry, uh, I just like a pass. Because that's, that's, that's what uh, I'm going to yeah, do. I, I agree. It looks like horrible, a hard but pass? there's a joke in the trailer, or like several jokes in the trailer about Selma Hayek's boobs. 
mm-hmm. like multiple jokes about it. And then on the the Golden Globes last night, uh, she was you know walking around and that she looked stunning, of course. She's Selma Hayek, but uh, while she was doing her like picture moment, somebody kept screaming at her, "How big are they?" And then <laughs> you could just see on Selma Hayek's face every time someone screamed in the background, "How big are they?" Her face just drop another notch, like I want to kill all of you. But she's in this movie like a boss, where they keep, it's like I don't, uh, I don't. I mean, I guess it's different when you have the red carpet. Someone's really screaming at your face. They're and, asking her about her Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, oh I'm like thinking of the line now where, yeah. where it's like, you may think I have a, a small head or something like that. And she's like, it's actually just because my boobs are so big or something, <laughs> some silliness to that. Equivalent. Yeah, that that, that trailer that. was in front of the grudge last week. I thought that was next week that Like a Boss is coming out. So they have saturated yeah. that trailer everywhere. Oh. I am so over. I don't I, I can't. Uh, you know, it's, it's shitty because Tiffany Haddish is a really good comedic actress and I, agree. I don't what why 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 this what is what is this paycheck i mm. guess uh shit between between her uh what the there's a, there's and, another comedic actor that that i just kind of wish that they not not do that i also really like rose Byrne, man you know, she I is very talented. Yeah, she's funny and she yeah. can do terrific dramatic stuff. So this yeah. is once again, this is this reeks of paycheck to me, for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rose Byrne was in uh, Neighbors, right? Yep. She's so yep. good in that movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Instant Family, where she showed a little more dramatic chops than I was anticipating, yeah. and she was one of the funniest aspects of that spy movie. Her and uh, Jason yeah. Statham right. kind of stole it from Melissa That's McCarthy, right. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. yeah speaking of saturated comedians oh she was in bridesmaids she's the the the, the, the person the best friend the, the comp- competition yeah oh she's so good and yet Sorry. she was great in can you ever forgive me she was fantastic in that dramatic movie where she was forging all of the different stuff that she was selling these wait that's melissa mccarthy you're talking about yeah. not rose byrne Oh yeah, I know. I thought okay. we switched okay. to Melissa McCarthy <laughs> oh, with, the, with the mention of Spy, yeah. but yeah, because the well, because wasn't Melissa McCarthy also in Bridesmaids? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. it was. Yeah. A, okay, it was a, that's where I got lost. It's okay, okay. It's okay. We're, I, I'm with you, buddy. Don't worry. How many How many screens a, is on 1917 going to be on? Uh, let me find out. So, by the way, Peter Rabbit Two is coming out later this year, and I'm officially hate humanity. Hard pass. Uh, so Star Wars yeah. went went one seventy seven, seventy four, thirty four. Mm. Okay. So nineteen seventeen really just needs to do about twenty to win this weekend. Oh yeah, about that. No, that. Yeah, and it might do more. I think it could do twenty-five to thirty. I mean, with the with the, all of the buzz from the Globes wins and stuff, you know, because they're gonna obviously put that on the posters. Golden Globe winner, Best Picture, mm-hmm. and Best Director. That's gonna be on the posters if it's not already in like the coming twenty-four hours. So, and going forward, I'm intrigued. Um, I want I want a theater count before I I go make a bold prediction, but. It, it could mm. be close. Nothing. Mm. Hey, box office no, mojo just, sucks. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm trying to find the exact numbers for you here. Yep. I, I got nothing. Yep. I hate oh. this number. It's so bad. Um, it says it's on 11 sc- theaters right now. Oh. 
Well, it, yeah, because I mean, it was been on that that limited release since like like Christmas, yeah, I believe. So that'll exactly. improve yeah. on Friday. It'll <laughs> <laughs> go up to sixteen. Yeah. So if it's, I, I'll say if it's on more than two thousand screens on Friday, it'll win the weekend. If it's on less than two thousand screens, it won't. Actually, on just the eleven screens it's on, it's already made two point three million. That's pretty good for eleven screens. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, that, what's that? What's that? What is that? Twenty thousand? No, two hundred thousand a screen. Uh, I think you're right. I'm it's two hundred thousand a screen. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's, that's really good. It's pretty. Good. The fanatic <laughs> made three thousand <laughs> <laughs> all of Friday. <laughs> and dramatically more screens. <laughs> <sighs> La travesty. Oof, getting French here. Yeah, yeah, I said irreversible before, so I know. So I was trying to pull out uh, something besides like, yeah. well, I, I can't say anything else. It's just contagious because Emily says it proper. She's like, "Are you going to watch irreversible?" I'm like, "Do you mean irreversible?" Because <laughs> that's what I'm watching. Can't you tell that I'm too trans? <laughs> Why do you think I'm talking this extremely uh, annoying yeah. accent? She, she does that accent oh, really boy. well. Or she, she reads French like French people do. <laughs> yeah, right, most, I think we should start most European up, friends of mine, I mean, most European friends of mine, though, speak like four or five different languages. Mm. It's really incredibly impressive. So. All right, Nailing so it. that should... That should about do it for for this episode. Next week we'll we'll come to you and talk about some water and some some one take World War One movies. And we're gonna talk about a wet case stew in one shot. Oh. Dude, that sounds like a different kind of movie. That was the worst thing I've said today. I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna apologize just like right here and now. Okay. Yeah. Fuego, what you got coming up? You just put up a spoiler uh, chat. I saw. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, that was filmed like about a week or so ago. Cecil and I were wanting to have a spoiler discussion about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yesterday, we filmed a spoiler group discussion about The Mandalorian because he wanted to, you know, jump on the channel and talk all the episodes with me. I'd been doing those episode by episode, little nice. rapid fire, just non-spoiler stuff. So we we dug deep. It's like thirty something minutes, and then tonight I'm putting up because. Yeah, I was originally going to do top 10, and then I was like, I'll do top 20. And then I was like, eh, I still have a couple other films I want to mention here and there. So I did a top 25 of the year, and I had just finished uh, rendering it right before jumping on this. And so once we get done, I'm going to upload that, and I'll probably go up tonight. And uh, later this week, definitely something from 1917. And uh, Cecil and I filmed reviews of uh, The New Grudge. We did a retro review of the 2004 one with SMG. And uh, yeah, so there's fun stuff uh, that's already up and uh, new comic reviews this week on Wednesday. I mean, jump over to the Horror Show channel. Lots of fun stuff there as well as on Infoyotainment. So it's ambitious. It's a lot, it's a lot of stuff yeah. going on there. Lots of, lots of, lots of stuff. A lot of yeah. countdown lists stuff. there on the Horror Show. I know that Those much. too. Yeah, because you you laid a hand yeah. in all of that. My so, eyes are so, yeah, tired. We have most, <laughs> most anticipated of 2020, and then best and worst of 2019. Those also recently went up too. So, Lindsay, do you have anything? Uh... 
Uh, nothing directly from me, but uh, uh, the first episode of a web thing I shot last year uh, is out. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can create a link here to throw in the chat real quick. Uh, it's called Monster Punchers. It's kind of a parody of like ghost hunting shows. It's, oh, that uh, dork, it's dorky neat. and yeah. cute. Um, yeah. Also, uh, guys, please sub down below to both Fuego and Lindsay. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to nip this in the bud for the future. If if I can't make it, um, mm -hmm. make sure you sub to them for for many reasons. But uh, <laughs> for you, at the bottom, Trust, yes. at the very bottom, if if show business is a go on somebody else's channel, you you want to be sure you're you're in the know. Just uh, be prepared, just in case. Be prepared. Um, it's the good version of be prepared for the record. <laughs> and um, what do I? I don't know what we have going. On. We're, well, we're gonna go see underwater. Um, Hopefully, underwater doesn't uh, turn up underwater. Uh, uh, financial jokes. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I splash that. We'll, we'll end. With, we'll end with that then, huh? Have a, have have a good night, guys. Thanks for joining.